you for joining us on the Dirty Moms Talk podcast. I'm Brittany of Little by Little Family, wife, mother of seven, and closet creative. I'm also the creator of the Deliberate Day Journal, and I am a lover of all things organization and planning. And I'm Tiffany from DoraJane.com. I'm a wife, a caregiver to my wounded warrior husband, and a mom of five. And I am a lover of possibilities. With our 33 years of combined experience, we're shining light on the dirty side of momming. So why Dirty Moms Talk? Like everything, there's a story, and this story begins in my kitchen, over cups of coffee and chaos reigning supreme. So there we were, in the kitchen, on a Friday morning, which is when we normally meet, and I counseled Brittany not to get too close to me because I hadn't actually showered that day, which is when she also admitted that she hadn't showered as well, so I was probably all right. Okay, I probably admitted that I hadn't showered in the last two or three days, but yes. So Brittany's oldest son was there, and as oldest sons do, he felt like he needed to comment on the situation, which actually ended up being fantastic. It's fantastic because, God bless him, he's innocent, he's sweet, and he walked up and after overhearing us said, you can be the dirty moms. Which made me laugh so much. Because immediately my mind went to, well, you know, and he he had no idea, but it was so perfect. <laughs> it was absolutely perfect. We got a really good laugh out of it. And afterwards, we we're like, that's it. This, this is it. Whatever we do, whatever we collaborate on in the future, this has to be the name for it. And that's how the Dirty Moms Talk podcast was born. And that's why it's not what you think. Now we are going to talk about holiday chaos. Holiday chaos. You all know it. You've all been through it. If you have any children at all, you know that the holidays sneak up on you. They are chaotic. They can be stressful. They can be anxiety-inducing. So we are here to encourage you to actually prioritize and pick six things you would like to do between now and Christmas in your holiday season. And here's the thing. There are six Wednesdays between now and Christmas. You only have six Wednesdays. So you have six weeks, one thing per week. We give you permission, not that you needed it, but if you want it, be like, hey, Brittany and Tiffany gave us permission to pick only one wonderful family memory to create every week between now and Christmas. Absolutely, because we all know when you try to pile on too much, what happens You can't enjoy it. Things get stressful. The first one is nice. Maybe pancakes with Santa is great that day. But then tomorrow when you try to do the parade with your in-laws, kids start acting up. People get stressed. The activity is just too much. You can't really enjoy it when you keep packing things on left and right. And that's not what we want to create. We want to build beautiful memories with our kids. We want to have photos of those wonderful moments and think back on them and know that 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 was really beautiful. We weren't behind that camera screaming at everyone to smile so that we have this snapshot of life. We want people to be smiling because they're really happy and they're really enjoying it, and we want you to enjoy it too. We want you to be able to be present for it. And listen, there's always going to be the different polls too. So not only are we giving you permission to prioritize, we're giving you permission to say no. 
permission to say no to pancakes at Santa with school. You know, you can say no. You can say, hey, this week, guess what? I've got six different priorities, but only one of them I'm saying yes to. And that's okay. It is so okay. And even if your kids miss it in the moment, I promise you the rest and the beauty that you'll have just being more relaxed and more centered and knowing that you're picking just one thing, um, it's it's going to pay off in the end. It really does. It really, truly does. So here, um, here are some ideas for things that we have done over the years just to get you started. But remember, if you already have other things on your calendar, this is not to add to it. No, definitely not. But if you're looking for ideas, here are some of the things we do in the holidays with our own families. So every year, my kids and I, actually, uh, we make hot chocolate at home with candy canes. (laughs) And Brittany is laughing because one year I got the fantastic idea to do it at her house with her children who had not experienced the hot chocolate whipped cream candy cane. And actually, it ended up... um, It was like Santa's workshop had exploded at my house. There was like candy canes stuck on the walls. There was like whipped cream dripping from the ceiling fans. There was hot chocolate everywhere on every surface. I felt really bad. I I did. I felt so bad. But it, I mean, it's, we can laugh about it now. Absolutely. It was, it was funny in the moment too. I tend to like a little more order. And so it was definitely a humorous experience. I've never seen so many marshmallows in all my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. We love the marshmallows. Well, what, what are some things that you've done, Brittany, that did not end in an explosion? Okay, so we actually love going to see Christmas lights. And one year we tried to do hot chocolate and Christmas lights. That did not mix well for our family. However, I have found that popcorn and Christmas lights does mix well for our family. And we either choose to get in the car, everybody throw together, grab some bags of popcorn, and drive around. Or there's a few other places. There's a beautiful area called Bellingrath Gardens. I'm sure there are other gardens and places that offer different Christmas lights. I know the zoos often do them. So you all bundle up, grab some popcorn, and then walk for a few hours just looking and enjoying all of the Christmas lights. That sounds fantastic. Um, We also do, I know one year we did the bags that we did for the homeless. That was fantastic. definitely. We do try to do at least one charitable action, one big charitable giving Um, Either spend a day doing random acts of kindness, like she said, putting together homeless bags and then taking the kids actually with us when we're handing them out. We try to make time for nursing homes because I feel like, especially during the holidays, really throughout the whole entire year, um, they're just a group of people that don't nearly get the time, attention, or love that they really need. And it's kind of a lost thing to go visit them, especially during COVID because there's so many restrictions. So making cards for them, making little tiny gifts, sending videos. You can actually contact your nursing homes and be able to send videos where they can take them and let these elderly people watch them. Maybe going to take food or snacks or even just a thank you to law enforcement. These are all really great opportunities. Oh, soup kitchens. Soup kitchens are also another great opportunity to really help your kids recognize that we and getting gifts for ourselves are not the center of the holidays. I think that's fantastic. 
Um, and again, too, like the idea here is to pick stuff that matters to you, you know, like your family. If you take making ornaments, for example, right? <laughs> we had this discussion yesterday <laughs> when I actually said we make ornaments like Brittany's eyes got so wide and she was like, you make ornaments. And I was like, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so Target, this wonderful, magical place that I really love going to sells or they used to I just bought so many like in the past that I have all the leftovers so they sell these little ornament kits that just have stickers and foam and it's wonderful because you can just give your kids the stickers and foam and sit with them and make awful looking ornaments that you'll put on your (laughs) tree and enjoy forever and we do like those are the only ornaments on our tree are the ones that the kids have made so any activity for Christmas can be adjusted to your level too. Like if you have little kids, adjust it to little kid level. If you know you can't be out of your house for more than 30 minutes before stuff gets crazy and goes sideways, don't leave your house for more than 30 minutes. Don't make plans to do pancakes with Santa. That's going to take two hours. Have your kids covered in syrup and then come home frustrated, with sticky kids and a huge mess. Instead, like she said, you know, with the Bellingrath Gardens, maybe walking the whole entire garden grounds is going to take way too much energy and you're going to end up with melted down toddlers at the end because when do Christmas lights go on? They go on at night. Night is bedtime. We all know that. Maybe hopping in the car for 30 minutes until they finish a small bag of popcorn or maybe some goldfish or some graham crackers or whatever it is that you want to use for a snack. Maybe that's the right option for this season. And that's the other thing too. And we're going to talk about that more later, but know the season you're in, know yourself, know what you are willing and capable to do. And if you're not willing and capable to do a ton, don't, oh my goodness, work within the bounds of what you can really do. Absolutely. Saying no is okay in different seasons. Saying no is okay in all seasons, but Being able to know your season helps you to know what you can say yes to and what you can actually enjoy. Oh, that is so true. And here here is the last thing. Actually, it's not the last thing. So when you're picking your activities, keep in mind what you have going on in your world, right? So you want to pick if everything in your life happens on Monday. Don't pick Monday to do your activity. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I mean, pick a different day that you don't have anything going on. It's about conserving your energy. How much, you know, it's a finite resource that we wake up with. Patience is a finite resource. So if you expend all of that and then expect to still have some for whatever activity or whatever beautiful memory you had planned, it's not going to be there. You're not going to have it. So you need to choose a day of the week that you can actually make this happen. It doesn't have to be the same day every week. But choose a day that you will not be completely empty when it comes around to being present and enjoying this activity with your kids or your family. And also, I would say it helps to figure out what supplies you will need to make this go down because kids are tough when it comes to waiting to get going for things. Like if, yeah, if you have an activity like I know, Brittany, you're fantastic at all the prep? Do you do a lot of your prep like before you even get the kids involved? 
you know? I definitely do. I Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I am a lover of planning an organization, possibly even more so than the doing of the actual activities. So ahead of time, I kind of plan out what activities we've got for the week, what I need for them. And oftentimes I do that even weeks before so that I have time to put it in our order at Walmart. I don't like having to run to the store last minute. It stresses me out. It gets me all worked up. I spend money I shouldn't. So if I can't put it in my Walmart pickup order or get it at Publix when I make my regular shopping trip, then it doesn't happen that week, basically. I think that's a great idea. And then also, like, if you're planning on doing any kind of art or table activity with the kids, I highly recommend setting that up before they get there so that they can come and sit down to their little area and they have everything they need right there. Ooh, speaking on that note also, along with the finite resources of energy and everything— If the morning time, you seem to be the most energetic. For me personally, morning is my go time. It's my green time of the day. Then lunchtime is where we're kind of getting into that yellow time where it's just things are getting a little more challenging. I'm not as organized. I'm not as put together. Maybe I'm not as patient. And basically from nap time to bedtime is red zone. Red zone is nothing productive happens. It's more survival mode. It's more just... Just get through. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I plan activities with our kids, if I'm making ornaments or we're going to do decorating the house, we're going to do gingerbread houses. Normally we do gingerbread houses every year. And what I do is I save off the Halloween candy and I save off any parade candy. We put a huge tablecloth on the table and lay all the candy down through the middle. I hand all the kids their different supplies they need, and we just spend an hour or two making gingerbread houses. They can literally cover the entire thing in candy. I don't even care. And then every single bit of candy, this is my favorite part, every single bit of candy that is unused goes in the garbage afterwards. And it's like a nice farewell to all of the candy that comes into our house that we do not need and do not need to eat. And I don't get, I don't really have to be a bad guy because everybody gets to use all the candy they wanted on their own gingerbread houses. But I digress. Let me get back. I do that activity in the morning. I don't do that in the afternoon. I don't do that in the evening because I do not have the energy or the patience for that level of activity, the mess, the stickiness, the fighting over certain pieces of candy. I need 100% energy. I need green zone energy for that activity. So I plan that for the morning. And before they wake up or before I go to bed, I set all of it up so that it's there, it's all put together, it's ready to go, and there's there's no thinking about it. There's no stressing over it. It's just done. It's ready. It's me being nice to tomorrow's me. That is a that is such a good idea. Um, the and we'll probably talk a, more about that later too. Is definitely is being kind to the future you. Um, and speaking of the future you, let's talk about all those invitations and whatnot that you get in the middle of the holiday season saying, hey, we're going to go do this tomorrow. Do you want to come? Or we're going to do this on Saturday. Do you want to come do this? Or here's this fantastic opportunity that you can do with your kids. And what would you say about that, Brittany? Oh, gosh. I would tell you, just like I tell my kids, that you have to trade it out. You know, you, you can't just keep piling it on. You can't just keep taking more in. You have to decide, this is great and this is great. Which one do you want to do? If you decided that you guys were going to go out for Christmas lights on Wednesday night or on Thursday evening when your husband gets home and then your friend invites you instead to come to a small Christmas gathering party 
and you need to bring cookies or something. And you go, gosh, actually, you know what? I've already got cookies made. That sounds like even more fun, actually, than the Christmas lights. And I really want to do that instead. Or I really want to do that too. Guess what? You have to choose. You can't do both. If you do both, you're just going to start spiraling down and planning too much, doing too much. It's much, much better to just choose. Because we all know, we know people who pile on too much, who think they can do it and just slowly add on. I know Tiffany can relate to this. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you. I I am a recovering piler honor and I'm raising a pile honor. Uh, <laughs> and here's the thing, too. And Brittany always tells me, like, you can't be Minnesotan about this. And it's so <laughs> true because I I'm from the north and up there. I grew up, we we don't like to say no. We will hem and haw and walk around that bush as much as we possibly can and not ever say no. But I got to tell you, it's so good to learn just to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do that. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have uh, the resources. I don't have the energy to do that. And so a courteous and polite and thoughtful no is so much better than trying to figure out how to bend space and time to get to places that really you shouldn't be with children who don't want to be there anyways. And then everyone is crazy and losing their minds at the end of the night. Yes, absolutely. As a recovering people pleaser, I can definitely say that no does not come easily. And one of my favorite things to remember is that no is a sentence. And sometimes you don't have to give a full explanation. Sometimes no thank you, I really appreciate the offer, is enough. You, you don't have to make up excuses for yourself. And I love that Tiffany pointed out that a kind and courteous no is protecting yourself. And that's enough. You, that's enough to protect yourself with, right? You, you don't owe that other person anything. Well, and this is something we can remember, too, as people who might be inviting other people to go do things or friends who want to include our friends with us. If if I ask Brittany, hey, do you want to come over at 6 a.m. on Saturday morning and decorate Christmas trees with my kids <laughs> and it's going to be really sticky and fun? When she says, no, thank you. Really, I know that she's saying in her mind, like, you are crazy. You've lost your mind. Why on earth would I want to do that? Like, I have to know that I can take her no, and it's not, it's, it's not towards me. It's just, it's not what she has planned. And I can be okay with that too. So I need to be okay saying no, but I also need to be okay hearing no from other people. Absolutely. I would completely agree with that. So on that note, that's that's what we've got for you on calming the holiday chaos. And we'll put some very short reminders in the show notes. And now we're going to talk about our one little thing. We want to encourage you to do one little thing because change happens little by little. We often don't make changes because we feel they're too big or they're too unaccomplishable, right? We see that this and this and this and this needs to be done. And because it all feels like too much, that small little step feels like it won't do enough. And therefore, it's not worth our time. But here's the kicker. It's in that 1% or that one small little thing that you do that change actually does happen. And change then becomes a habit and it becomes what 
you incorporate into your life and those changes get bigger and bigger and bigger and you start to see everything that you really wanted to do start to slowly come to fruition. So today, this is our one little thing for this episode. We want you to get out your phone, pull with your notes, get out your notebook or get out your journal. And we would like you to list all of your possibilities for this coming up holiday season. Thank you so much for joining us on the Dirty Moms Talk podcast. And here's the thing. We can share our wisdom. We can share our ideas. But we're not experts. And we have a lot to learn still, too. So we would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, things that you have done. So maybe we can incorporate those into our lives. So if you could send us either a comment on this podcast, go to uh, Dirty Moms Talk on Facebook or Instagram, tag us in a post. We would love to hear your thoughts and hear any ideas that you might have to add. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic week.